Hi. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Brave Live. Real Brave Live. Episode number 80, maybe. Real Brave is a music studio. We have online lessons that you can get anywhere, but you can't get these types of online lessons anywhere but here. Right. On Facebook. On realbraveaudio.com. Ah. You can also follow us at Real Brave Inc. on all the socials. You could smash the like and follow button everywhere that you see us. And go to our YouTube channel. Actually, there's a lot of good stuff happening there. We're doing some really cool things. Uh, today, we're going to talk about... Well, let's put it this way. What do Nirvana, Justin, Bieb- Justin Bieber, <laughs> and Pink Floyd have in common here on... Real Brave Live. I almost got through it. Justin Bieber, Kurt Cobain, and David Gilmore walk into a bar. And? Uh, and it's a really weird experience for everybody because one of them's dead, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Spoiler, it's not Justin Bieber. Yeah. Stay tuned for the end of the show. We'll reveal. You got to respect the Biebs, man. Do you? Yeah, man. He's self-made, man. He started when he was a little babe. It, is he self-made or is he usher, usher-made? He's he's 100% not self-made. Well, Or you could look at it like he's a social media genius. He was on YouTube. Yeah, that's that's the market we're trying to get into. Hi to our uh, new subscribers. Yeah, fifty new subscribers in a week. Wow, it's fifty now. Yeah, yeah we're we're getting somewhere. And my Twitter is fire, bro. Oh man, fire! This guy paid for the blue check mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> anyway, so uh, today is March first, and a lots of things happened on March first. Right. Kevin, do you want to talk about anything that happened maybe fifty years ago on uh, March first? Is it what is it actually fifty years ago? Fifty seventy three it came out, right? That's yeah. fifty. Oh, uh, yeah. dude, we should be doing a whole episode on this. Yeah, screw the beeps. Uh but it's uh Dark Side of the Moon album by the band Pink Floyd. Yes. Uh came out on this day fifty years ago. By the way, which one's pink? Uh which Floyd is pink? Yeah. The second Floyd. Okay. The be- That's a lyric from uh, Have a Cigar. There you go. Very good. Ah. Nope. That, I, I actually like that album better, personally. Me too. Do you? I uh, do. We agree on something. And Dark Side like. of the Moon came out on March 1st, 1973. Uh, probably one of the most critically and uh, popularly acclaimed albums, rock albums of all time. Um that's all I got to say about that. Oh, it's that's got a great. Bunch there literally nothing <laughs> else happened. You can go to at Real Brave Inc. on YouTube. I just did a one-minute uh, summation of uh, the Dark Side of the Moon album. Oh wow! And it's uh, it's highly um, good, highly good, as I, they say. Highly good. Yeah. Goodly high. <laughs> um, the wiki is really amazing for Pink Floyd. Yeah, it. I don't really like Wikipedia that much, but this is significant it's very long and it's got a lot of background on um how they put this together i did a research project on the the album oh uh, and i probably use a lot of wikipedia uh you're allowed to do that in college no you cite the sources that are cited in wikipedia obviously oh yeah (laughs) i'm sorry i went to college before wikipedia so i oh (laughs) oof Sorry, man. <laughs> we used encyclopedias. Encyclopedia? Yes. What is, what is that? Encyclopedia is a book. 
that you bought from a guy that went to your door, like a, who's probably now a billionaire. You, you ever notice it? like all the billionaire um, people that like are like huge you know, on social media? Like I started out selling encyclopedias, selling vacuum cleaners, something, selling some, vacuum something cleaners door to door. door, to door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I respect the the hustle grind set. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that's the. Is that the door to success? Is selling vacuum cleaners? Cold calling is the worst. Yeah, you want to really worst. like feel like a terrible human being. Cold call, like, but for real, like telemarketing sales. Um, <laughs> I got one of those this morning. Did you? Yeah. And, no, sir. Uh, yeah, I was really not in the mood for it, and is I probably Kevin? made his day not great. Hello, Kevin. My name is John. <laughs> yeah, no, it was exactly <laughs> like that, and I uh, I was in the middle of something, so I cursed, I cursed at him, and I felt uh, bad right after. Uh, back to dark side. Were either of you guys <laughs> of the age where you could watch, or uh, you, you and your friends would sync up the Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon? I've done yes. that. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. I did that in college. It was fun. It is fun. It like it tracks. I mean, especially it, the part where the guy hangs himself. But it's not really hanging himself. It's yeah. actually a bird, right? Yeah. Uh, That's what it is. Jeez. <sighs> What song? Always bringing it down one notch. What song is that? Great gig in the sky. Dan Power. That's the second or third like run through the album because the, the album is only right, yeah. thirty five minutes, whatever it is. And the movie's longer than right. that. But the fir- only the first time through does it really sync up. And they claim they didn't do that on purpose. But you, I mean, that's one of those things that like if you, it's like a uh, confirmation bias. If you like expecting this to work, exactly. it'll work. Like that'll work with uh, In Utero by Nirvana. Or Rift by the band Fish from Vermont. No. PH. No. Yeah. No, that just boom. It totally will. Check it out. Let me read this. Five minutes took us to get a Fish reference, by the way. Oh, <laughs> just, wow. Just five, minutes. just five minutes? Yeah. It's the eighth studio album by uh, Pink Floyd, released on March 1st, 1973. Um, here's the thing about that it's had over 970 weeks on the charts. That is a significant amount. And not only that, and this number is crazy. So the it says that there was 45 million copies sold as of t- 2012, which tells you that something is wrong with the numbers, right? So then you try to like look into it. Some people say 50, some people say 47. But the actual number, I can't find. So you could tell where the drop-off of album sales happened, right? Yeah. 2009, 2010, 11. But 45 million copies 40, 30 to 40 years after... And it's still growing. It's insane. Can you uh, can you stream it on uh, Spotify? You can. You can. Yeah. Well, that's why that's happening. Uh, most of it uh, deals with mental health problems. Um, well, some of it deals with uh, mental health problems. It's a concept album, and Roger Waters is one of the the uh, the minds behind that. And they started uh, playing it live before they actually recorded it. And the first presentation of it was live. Really? Yeah. Just for context, money has been streamed 407 million times on Spotify. That's almost as much as Rihanna. Yeah. Or Beeps. The irony is that that's not going to yield a lot of money. No, it's on not. On Spotify. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic album. Um, you did a whole thing on it, and I you did. have nothing else to say. I, uh, yeah, you, you so, right. your whole college career on this one project that no, I didn't go see. No, it was a senior capstone project, and I had been working here for about two years, I think, by that point, maybe yeah. one and a half years. And um, you know, we always have really talented students here, but the, the students that were here at the time, um, we 
we pulled a band together. I pulled a band of, I guess, three of my students and then one drum and one bass student. And uh, we learned the whole album. We practiced on Saturdays. Uh, we would work on individual parts during our lessons. We would, yeah, practice like two hours on a Saturday, maybe for 10 weeks. And then on the 11th week, we put on a show. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was, it was uh, I believe we have a clip from that. We if, do. We if we want right to show that off. Wow. Yeah, so Dark Side of the Moon is not necessarily about astronomy. Uh, no, uh, Sid Barrett, the original singer for the band, uh, lost his mind. Yeah. He went insane. And a, so lot of, actually, a lot of the albums it's, it's about. It's a bit on, lo- on lunacy. And if you haven't listened to it, if you're one of the five people on the planet that haven't listened to it, go, ahead, go right now and down, uh, listen to it on Spotify. You'll be forever changed. The song that we just heard um, was... Uh, that was money. Um, and on saxophone was one of our instructors, Alex. Um, but what's fun about that song, and we're going to go down a little music theory rabbit hole here, is that it's in what time signature? 7-4. Seven, 7-4. Four. Seven, four. Except for one. the guitar solo, it's in 4-4. Four, 4-5-6-7-1. Four. Four, Which makes it unique. Yeah. Which makes it very uh, unique in the rock idiom, because you don't get a lot of that unless you're like listening to like Rush or like Polythia or like math rock or dream theater or that kind of stuff, but not in like the early seventies. Maybe, maybe like Edgar Winters, maybe like uh, some of the prog stuff that was happening at the time. Yes, Kansas. Um, but that's it's more of a jazz signature. It is, yeah. Um, uh, a la take five, right? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Um, but then, yeah, you get into the guitar solo, and it's the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. One, two, three. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it, and it's also it's twelve bar blues at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Or twenty four bar blues actually. I can't do the math. Yeah, maybe it's a twelve bar. I don't know. But yeah, it's a really interesting song. The whole album so interesting. The chord progression on Great Gig in the Sky is one of my favorite progressions. Um, Go it, check out the wiki. It's really good. Like I, I, It's the first time I've ever really enjoyed a wiki. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't really like read. I read them for, for a little bit because I'm really suspicious of them. But there's a lot of citations that seem like legit. And uh, this is uh, probably one of the albums that changed my life and, and as far as that thing, that guitar. Uh, but what does Dark Side of the Moon have to do with Justin Bieber? Anybody know? Was Justin Bieber born on this day, like 13 or 14 years ago? <laughs> More than 13 or 14. He's married now. Is he really? He's yeah. 29 years old today. Wow. Happy birthday, Biebs. Happy birthday, Justin Bieber. Friend of the show. Yeah, a huge friend of the show. Um, I think he likes us on <laughs> MySpace. 
Justin Drew Bieber. That's his real name. He's a Canadian singer. Uh, he's recognized for genre melding musicianship. Yeah. Kevin, what do you think of that? Uh, when I think of genre melding musicianship, I think of like Beck. <laughs> I think of uh, the fish. Uh, I think of Bob Dylan. I think eleven of, minutes into the second fish reference, by the way. Um, I think of Miles Davis. I don't necessarily think of uh, Justin Bieber, um, per se. Then again, I don't actually listen to Justin Bieber. I listen to one song. Where's that song, dude? Uh, uh, that's this one. That's a. Uh, Which he, he wrote on the guitar, man. I think. Uh, uh, love yourself. Yeah, that's sure. Go f yourself or whatever. That's love yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got all sorts of songs. Baby. Um, Baby. Um. I'm sorry. I'm not a big Justin Bieber guy. I have to also admit that I'm not the biggest Justin Bieber yeah, fan. Yeah, I don't really. I know that song. I only know that song because for, uh, fans of the show will know that I worked next door at the Oakland Giant Farmer's Market for years, and uh, their ra- radio station they had on, 106.7 Light FM, Today's Best Variety, would play that ad no, nauseum. What, what, what decades does that station cover? Uh, that's the uh, Today's it's the today's Best Music. Today's Best Variety, but then... 60s, 70s, 80s. That was yeah. WPLJ 95.5. I think, I think Light FM used to make similar claims. Uh, PLJ did 80s, 90s, and today. today. Yes, yeah. yes. That was back in the aughts. Well, I don't know. Um, Bieber was born March 1st, 1994 in um, London, Ontario. Didn't know that existed. And um, he's the son of Jeremy Jack Bieber and Patty Millette. Jeremy Jack Bieber? Yeah. Sounds like a country star. Yeah, sounds like a, like a children's fiction uh, They're all rich. <laughs> Protagonists. I, I just really nothing else I, I really want to talk about with him. Let's go to Nirvana. Hey. What happened with Nirvana? What does Nirvana have to do with the the March first uh, day? I'm I'm so glad you asked, Dan. Did you know on March first in 1994, which is now 19 years ago? What? 20 years ago. years ago. 29 years ago. Oh man. Really? Are you sure? Yes. Jeez, Louise. Uh, Unlike you, I have actual memories from that year. So oh, uh, <laughs> I no, I have memories from '94. Uh, five. I was uh, yeah five, so definitely uh, preschool. Mrs. Oliveri. Yeah. She was very nice. Hot. Oh, sorry. Nice. Uh, I remember the playground. I remember watching Nick Jr. during the day. Uh, face on Nick Jr. was like okay. the guy and. Uh, Cut up hot dogs for lunch, and also Nirvana performing their last performance, last concert in an airport hangar in Munich, yes. Germany. Is that right. right? Is that the one where the curtain of a cellar threw the basin in the, in the air and it hit him in the head? That happened many times, but I, I, <laughs> on the MTV Awards, it happened famously. Oh, okay, right. yeah. And he had a bloody head, and he was yes. like stomping around. Yeah, so he the, would throw it like as high in the air as he could, and then uh, it would just come. You know, I mean, I just feel like of all the things to throw a bass guitar is probably is like among the worst. When you can have like fifty bass guitars. Yo, I mean, it's like it's so heavy though. It is. It is super sturdy though, too. Uh, yeah, I guess. Is it sturdier than one skull? I guess is what I'm asking. 
I suppose that's a good question. Um, so let me ask you guys this. I, I am like right in the target age for Nirvana. I was 12 and 94. Okay. So that's like right in the oh, sweet yeah, spot. Do either of you have any affinity for Nirvana? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Before I got into like, it was part of my journey into the music that I like today. Um, it was like after, it was like right after I was done with like, uh, like whatever was popular in like 99, which was like Limp Bizkit and like uh, Backstreet Boys. I was like, wait, what rock music? Uh, and and then like that kind of opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. And I had a lot of friends at the time who were, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had like two friends at the time <laughs> uh, who were into like, you know, that kind of stuff. And it was more of a springboard for me toward like more classic rock, I guess, at the time. Um, but like definitely listening to some of it today, I get like nostalgia of middle school. You know what I mean? Like sixth grade. Yeah, that was a, it was a transformational album. I was in, I was a junior in high school and, uh, I saw Smells Like Teen Spirit on MTV, which is a thing you used to do, right? Yes. And I was like, what is this? And then my friends were talking about it the next day and everybody started talking about it and I got the album on tape. Mm. Very soon thereafter, I would say, and that we started covering territorial pissings mm. right away. Okay, love that song. It's a great song. Oh my god, it's one of would my favorites. You, would you do the off-key rendition of uh, uh, "Everybody Get to the Try to Love One Another Right yeah, Now"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but yeah, the the keyboardist in my band would oh, do okay, it, yeah. and then uh, did he sing it? He might have sang it too. I don't know. I just love that because it's just it's like a combination of melody, metal, and like rock. <laughs> All pushed together in like this, I want to kill somebody song. Kurt Cobain, <laughs> excellent songwriter. Um, and I saw like uh, he was on like a list of like top 100 guitarists or something like that. And I was like, no, that's that's not right. You know, I would, I oh, wouldn't. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, and I wouldn't put him on the list of top guitarists, but top songwriters for sure. Um, like really, like he, well, he was forging like a new genre at the time, right? So like you know, pioneer of grunge or whatever. Um, he wasn't like actively doing it though. No, he was he just he was just writing. He was songs. being original, yeah. Yeah, he was the OG. Mm. So I would uh, say original grunge from that time. I would say that territorial pissings is. Probably my favorite song. Is that one of the questions we wanted to talk? Is that one of the things we want to talk that about? I was going to ask, yeah, just what your favorite Nirvana songs were. What do you think yours is? I like Serve the Servants. That's one of my favorites. And then also, you Teenaged know. Teenaged Angst has paid off well. Now I'm old and bored. One of the best opening lines to a song. There slash it is. Album of all time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could definitely relate to that as a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but you know, like I'm also like very touristy when it comes to like Nirvana. So like I like all apologies, heart shaped box, yeah. you know, all that stuff too. Heart shaped box is great, great video too. Yeah. I'm a big Silver guy. Silver's a great song, and I like um, School a lot. Oh yeah, is that Bleach? Yeah. I think the most overplayed one was the Unplugged. It was good. That was, was my really first exposure good. to David Bowie. Right. Man, I think a lot of people it was, yeah. It was really good, but and then so he I think he uh offed himself right April. when that came out, right? Yeah, I think it came out like maybe February or March. Right. In April he was in gone. April, he a month gone. after Justin Bieber was born. Yeah. Huh. Wow. He yeah. could have been the, the dad of Justin Bieber. No, he could have been have. Oh. That yeah. would be cool though, right? No. No, no. In the same way that Miley Cyrus is Billy Ray Cyrus's 
There's way too many Cyruses. Daughter. Yeah. Um, nothing against either of those Cyruses. <laughs> <laughs> but I, an I, icon now. But I would say that, that uh, if I'm not going to say it because it's not good to say. It's not. It's, it's a family show. It's a family show. Yeah. So like if. Kurt Cobain was Justin Bieber's dad. Probably would have just killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness you pulled the mic away right. from that. Oh, you're my dad? <laughs> Great. Yeah, I, I would say that um, my least favorite out of all of them would be The Unplugged, only because I heard it 25 million times. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Actually, every Unplugged was great. My favorite one was Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains. The Alice in Chains one is excellent. Yeah. Uh, what I like about the Nirvana one, though, is that they didn't just do their set acoustically. Like They really put a lot of thought into it. It's a lot of covers and sort of stranger versions. Like it's, It felt like they were trying to match the setting instead yeah. of just like play acoustically their hits. Oh, him singing in the pines, the lead belly tune is like I don't know a white man could sing that song like right. that and for it to sound that good. Yeah. So there's this the readers of Rolling Stones, the top 3 Ro- uh, Rolling according to Rolling Stone, your favorite. Yeah, Rolling my Stone favorite is, magazine. It's yeah. the uh, the definitive rock and music magazine. Yeah. It's, it's up there with uh, Business Insider. And Forbes. And Forbes. Forbes. <laughs> um, coming in number three, a Heart-Shaped Box. Uh, coming in number two, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yep. I'm then, tired of teaching that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then number one, you bought this one, Lithium. How's Lithium going? Yeah, I, I, I'm tired of that one too. But uh, those are the top three uh, readers of Rolling Stones. Top three. Never taught that one. I've taught "Come as You Are" a whole lot. Yes. Yes. That's it. Okay. You know, we we didn't go over the, the, the American songwriter's top three for Justin Bieber. Should we just skip that? No. Let's give him... Dude, he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, I listened to a Clubhouse. Um, when, remember when Clubhouse was big? And I was like into it, and I was like trying to like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, I gave that up quick. <laughs> it was eating into my day. But we're still on Podbean. We are. Podbean listeners, how you doing? According to American Songwriter, the top three B- Justin Bieber songs are uh, a "Baby," right, featuring Ludacris. Sure. Okay. Uh, "Love Yourself," you know that song. That's the one you just played before. Oh, yeah. oh that's the one. <laughs> okay. And number one, coming in number one, "Hot Love Above" is a "Sorry" uh, by Justin Bieber. How does that one go? I don't know. I have idea. no idea. Yes. Okay. Sorry. So he's Canadian, so he probably says "Sorry." Sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's probably probably yeah. "Sorry." <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, on this date, in uh, a, a bunch of, in the time spent over the past 50 years, a bunch of things happened. Yep. I'm sure somebody else was born, not just these people. Probably, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure another album was released. Yeah. Besides these. It's, it's likely, yeah. Some other Canadian uh, got famous. Celine Dion. Yeah. Rush. Yeah. So Rush, yeah. we've, got a, we've got a uh, trivia in store Yes, here? yes, we have some trivia here. Oh, my so goodness. I, I have prepared uh, four questions, okay. two for each of you, and there's a tiebreaker if we need it. And, um, and you're the purveyor of nonsense, right? You're I am. 
Ryan, purveyor of nonsense. Yes. Purveyor of nonsense. Useless nonsense. Useless nonsense. P-O-N. Yes. So what I will do is I will ask each of you a question. If you don't know it, the other can steal. So potential for up to four points here. Oh. On the table. Wow. All right. How do I steal? Do I, do I have a... It, it, Should I'll, we I'll, buzz? I'll give him like 30 seconds, and then if he doesn't know it, then you can, uh, then you can steal. Can I just rattle off answers until I get it right? No. Ah. You get one answer. <laughs> All right. All right. Who wants to go first? Uh, Kevin does. I do. All right, Kevin. Dave Grohl is the most famous Nirvana drummer, but he isn't the first. How many drummers were in Nirvana before Grohl? Who is Foo Fighters? <laughs> How many? Okay, number the number. Yes, he is. He is the blank drummer. How many before him? He is the fourth drummer. That is incorrect. Would you care to steal? I will take that and say he's the third drummer. You're both incorrect. He was the fifth drummer oh. of Nirvana. Cool. Did we just yes. get punched in the face for that? <laughs> no. Okay. Man in a gorilla suit walks on set, punches exactly. both of us in the face. <laughs> All right. Um, let's finish off the Nirvana category here. Uh, this is a question for Dan, obviously. When interviewed about Smells Like Teen Spirit, Kurt Cobain said, I was trying to write the ultimate pop song. I basically tried to rip off what band? The Pixies. Correct. Who are the Pixies? <laughs> The Pixies. The Pixies. Very good. We yes. have to say who are? Is this? Is no, this okay. not Jeopardy rules. No, but Pixies. So one point on the board for Dan. Ooh, I have a trivia question about Teen Spirit. Uh, Go for it. When they performed it live one time, or probably a bunch of times, what song did they fake into it? Is it more than a feeling? It is more than a feeling. Oh, point to Brian. Points for that, by the way. Oh, never mind. You can't ask questions in a game show. <laughs> Unless it's Jeopardy. Yeah. Can, and like you can only ask questions. We have some sort of uh, descending... Uh, Stop. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have moved into the Justin Bieber portion of the trivia contest here. Kevin. Yes. Despacito remix uh-huh. was a number one hit in the United States in 2017. It is only the second ever song with English and Spanish lyrics to hit number one on the Billboard 100. What is the other song? Uh, I have a hint. This, this I song. know what it is. It's Living the Vita Loca by Ricky Martin. Incorrect. You're lying to me. I'm not. That's you care to top steal? 100 for sure. Um, no, number get, one, can, I said. Oh, number one. The question, oh. please. Yes. <laughs> uh, Despacito was a number one hit in 2017. It's only the second ever song with Spanish and English lyrics to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. What is the other song? Uh, can I call my lifeline for this one? You cannot. Sorry. Okay. Uh, who is um, Johnny Cash? <laughs> no. Are we playing that game? No, we're not playing that. You told me we're not. I, no. I just got totally distracted by something. Wow. Wait, can I steal it back? Uh, sure. I'm going to steal it back. Uh, the all the number one, only other number one song that's had English and Spanish lyrics. It's got to be Ricky Martin. Uh, it's got to be. Oh, oh, Macarena. oh, the Macarena. Your final answer? No. Uh, it's the other one from Make it your final answer Enrique Iglesias <laughs> no, You lose It was the Macarena Ah Oh he's so I close Ah okay, so, so now, <laughs> He so props me now, up so if, if Dan gets this one, this one correct Dan wins okay. If If Kevin steals We go to the tiebreaker question What do I win? Yes uh, My undying respect Wow <laughs> What's the uh, conversion rate To uh, <laughs> the Canadian loony Um <laughs> Uh, it changes by the day. Oh, so, wow. Uh, depending on when people hear this, they will have a different It's a volatile market. <laughs> right, this is my favorite question, yes. by oh. the way. Okay. 
Justin Bieber visited a historical home oh, in God. 2013 and signed the guest book. Oh, no. His entry made quite the stink in the news. Sure did. It read, truly inspiring to be able to come here. Blank was a great person. Hopefully, they would have been a believer. To whom is he referring? It's got to be Elvis. Final answer? Yeah. I'm going to steal that. The answer is Anne Frank. The answer is Anne Frank. Congratulations. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> Point for me. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. So the bonus question is Justin Bieber question. <laughs> Wait, so, pause, pause, because yeah. we have to discuss that just briefly. <laughs> yeah. So I walked right into that Justin one, Bieber went to the house of Anne Frank, who, um, listener, if you're not familiar, she uh, very famously wrote Anne Frank's diary. <laughs> which, the diary of Anne Frank. Which yeah. was her own diary. Uh, she wrote in her own diary. And uh, it was later found by it was she was d- during the Holocaust. Yeah, she was hiding during the Holocaust, right in this right. Yeah. So uh, she was found and taken to a concentration camp and killed. And fast forward sixty, seventy years, Justin Bieber goes to her house, yeah, and says she would have been w- one she of my been fans. A Bieber fan, yeah, yeah. A, b- a believer, a believer, believer. Yes. I don't Sorry. feel so bad talking crap about Justin Bieber <laughs> earlier now. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the show, but not a friend of mine. Yeah. All right, so we have a tiebreaker now. So the way okay. we're gonna do this is you have to say your own name to bring in. Okay. Got it. In 2015, Justin Bieber received criticism for wearing what T-shirt? The American Music Awards. Kevin. Kevin, go for it. <laughs> what year was it? 2015. All right. Never mind. 2015. What was happening in 2015? I'm so bad at these games. Uh, he wore... Say your name if you want to get in. Kevin. Yes, Kevin. <laughs> think, about th- think about today. Was he wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt? No. Are you sure? Think about today. About today. March 1st, 19... Uh, 2000. What's, th- what's this? March 1st. Just, just, think about... Think about what Thank you. It's not 1994. Uh, think about think about what we're doing here, where we are. Okay. Who we've been talking about? Justin Bieber. He's wearing a, a Nirvana. A, a Dan. Yeah. He was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> your name is not Dan. No. <laughs> no. Uh, he was wearing a Nirvana shirt. Correct. What? Yes. Wow. People thought he was basically like you know posing, not being a real fan, and it was, he, had, he had to give like a press release about this shirt he was wearing. He, he totally like brought us to the land. He, I, I really did. I was he trying to. Gave you know. us the answer. He was appropriating uh, Seattle culture. He was appropriating grunge culture. Yes. I guess Dan, you're the winner. Dan's the winner. Congratulations, Dan. Congratulations. And uh, you get to personally guarantee all the debt for this company. Um, Real Brave, this, that's it for today. Real Brave is a music school. We um, we host music instruction. This show is about two guys in a room talking about music, the history of music, stuff about music, uh, to your chagrin. Yeah. Uh, Unapologetically. <laughs> catch us at uh, realbraveaudio.com. Uh, go to all the socials at Real Brave Inc. Smash the like button. Follow us. Do all the things. Catch us next week here in the studio at Real Brave Live.